Hi, boys and girls. Like you, Santa is listening to the Merry Little Podcast of MyMerryChristmas.com. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Merry Little Podcast of MyMerryChristmas.com. My name is Jeff Westover, lead podcaster at the Merry Forums of My Merry Christmas, where we have been making merry together since 1991. As we look back in celebration this year of 30 years in sharing Christmas, we cannot help but recall the surprise that we experienced back then that came from connecting with people, entire strangers really, from around the world about Christmas. It was instantaneous, and it has been continuous. For over 30 years, we have had conversations about Christmas with people from all over, and that is showcased again in this merry little episode as we explore the exploding world of Christmas podcasts online. If you've been to our website at all here in the fall of 2021, you know that we have been focused on the world of Christmas podcasts. This really had its start during the pandemic year of 2020 when we launched a new resource that we call ChristmasPodcasts.com. And it's an effort run by Ezander, or as he's known on the Merry Forums. His name is also Sean, and that's how he's known to the rest of the world on ChristmasPodcast.com because Sean, well, he's been our resident Christmas podcast expert, a groupie really, about Christmas podcasts on the Merry Forums. His love of Christmas podcasts make him ideally suited to head the task to build a solid, comprehensive, and connected resource to the world of Christmas podcasts. Last spring, we launched our annual Christmas survey at My Merry Christmas, an effort we have engaged in since 1998. And in the survey this year, well, I threw in a few extra questions about Christmas podcasts, just because we had spent so much time, Sean and I, in the development of ChristmasPodcast.com in 2020. We were shocked with some of the answers we received, frankly, and that led to a more focused effort this fall to explore this world of Christmas podcasts a little deeper. We have held a chat with several Christmas podcasters that we could get together, and we, more importantly, made a big effort to identify what we have come to call the best of Christmas podcasts. Every year, there are publications of all types in the months before Christmas that will compile a list of four or five Christmas podcasts that are out there, and these lists are usually not very good or very well-researched because they tend to focus on the biggest names and perhaps the highest-reviewed podcasts online. And we've been fortunate as a podcast ourselves to be featured on some of those lists, and we've noticed that they always bring somewhat of a different kind of listener, a listener who maybe isn't connected to the Christmas community online and perhaps doesn't know our place within it. And we felt that instead of compiling yet another list, that we wanted to actually reach out and survey actual Christmas podcast listeners and other Christmas publications like ourselves and other Christmas communities like our own Christmas community and also podcast experts that we could find to tell us just what they thought about the best of Christmas podcasts online. After nearly two months and thousands of surveys and many conversations and interviews, we finally published our list, the best of Christmas podcasts at the end of October, and we did it hoping that it did not reflect just our opinions alone. This episode of the Merry Little Podcast, and likely another couple episodes yet to come, continues that effort. 
Our list was limited to 10 this year, and frankly, there are, are a lot of other Christmas podcasts out there that we think you should be aware of. Now, realize that when we started our own podcast more than 11 years ago, there were really only a handful of us doing it, and it stayed that way for many years. But over the last couple of years, the entire thing has just exploded, and we now count better than 200 Christmas podcasts out there. Our entire focus on podcasts has been about showcasing those resources and bringing them to your attention. But in naming our little list the best of Christmas podcasts, we realize there are lots of others who need a little spotlight. What follows is a look at some Christmas podcasts who got a lot of votes, and others who are so new, we feel you could benefit from knowing about them. In all, what you are about to hear is just the continuation of conversations about Christmas we really began more than 30 years ago. These are great people with a lot of Christmas to share, and we think you're going to enjoy what they have to say. First up in this exploration of Christmas podcast is Jerry from Totally Rad Christmas. Jerry's a high-energy guy with the passion for the 1980s Christmas. That is where I just had to first question him about what in the world he's doing. Christmas podcasts are pretty niche, but I think even within that, I'm I'm even more niche because I'm kind of mostly about the 80s. So. <laughs> yeah, and you know that's something I actually wanted to talk about with this whole thing because, you know... Um, I think about the eighties and I'm, I'm, I know I've got a lot of years on you. So, uh, but I mean, it, to me, it's a, it's a dead zone at Christmas. And I know you're probably going to see that different, you know, um, but <laughs> a little but, bit. Yeah. But, you know, but well, I know was, what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it could have been a time of life thing for me too. Cause I was going to school in my twenties and, you know, right. I, I was going through a, believe it or not, a bah humbug phase in the eighties and when it came to Christmas. So it's, it's uh that's the way I look at it because maybe I wasn't paying a whole, a whole lot of attention. Now your, your podcast, and I've had a chance to listen a little bit here and there, you know, you're pretty centered on pop culture and, right. and, you know, so you would think a guy who was in his twenties in the eighties would have a huge connection with this, but I really don't. What's your connection to the eighties? You know, why, why is it, why did you pick that of all periods? Why the eighties? <laughs> That's a, that's a good question. Uh, sometimes I ask myself the same thing. Uh, no, I, just kidding. I, um, I I don't know. I was I grew up in the eighties. You know, that's when uh, I guess my formative years were. You know, I, I was born in nineteen eighty, so uh, I have fond memories of like when I was four years old and I got a Castle Gray Skull for Christmas and it was the greatest thing. Or or uh, I, one year I got the superpowers Batmobile with Batman and the Joker. And I mean, there was a lot of IPs in general that I, I always loved and wanted to talk about like GI Joe and Transformers and He-Man that don't have a lot to do with Christmas. Just their, you know, my love of the eighties and growing up the cartoons that I watched and the toys that I played. That was the time for me when um, 
Christmas was, was just more special. My mom always did everything she could to make Christmas just the most magical, wonderful time ever. So, you know, watching, it, whether it was a Garfield Christmas or, or a Claymation Christmas celebration or, you know, even the movies like uh, Christmas Story and Scrooge, the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, um, yeah. you know, we, we watched those and, and watching it for the first time in the theater and everything was just, it was wow, you know, because they, the characters kind of felt a lot of what I felt uh, growing up, especially you get to like 1990 and Home Alone and I'm the same age as Macaulay Culkin and it was like, wow, I I could defend my house from crooks and, and have a wonderful Christmas at right. the same time, you know? <laughs> so, right. so I, I had that, uh, uh, for me, it, it, it's, you know, like I said, it's a little bit different. Um, but it's just, when I was first, um, on a podcast, I, I was a guest on, on tis the podcast and I, I became a patron of them for their, their Patreon just so I could actually go on their show. Um, because I disagreed with a lot of what they thought of as far as like Rankin Bass and stuff like that. And so I kind of wanted to, yep. <laughs> I kind of wanted to, to just spread my opinion. And uh, I guess I did okay because then Todd Killian from Christmas Clatter said I should start my own show. So I thought, okay, why not? And as I was saying, I, I really love all the IPs from the eighties. I wanted to do that, but I love Christmas so much. Uh, it, it was the most special holiday just everything about it and and you know as a as a christian i know easter is the most important one but for some reason christmas to me is just the most magical so i uh i wanted to do christmas and so i combined my childhood and christmas and came up with uh, totally rad christmas other podcasters and those in the christmas community online don't know that you're a salesman i, I don't want to call it a vibe but it's there's an energy <laughs> to you that i think is uh that sells very well let's put it that way you, you oh. <laughs> talk a little bit about Tis the Podcast and uh, Christmas Clatter. Uh, it sounds like these two especially have been a pretty big influence for you. So I started listening to Tis the Podcast. I was listening to it for a few months. I kind of caught up on some of their, their back catalog. And then I started uh, interacting with them on their Reddit page. And um, I just I really enjoyed uh, that two guys and a girl type conversation and, and that whole just ethos and that vibe. I, I just really dug it. Um, and so they especially have been really influential on me, but mostly they've just kind of grown into really good friends. And, uh, same thing with Todd from Christmas Clatter. Um, I mean, he's probably one of my best friends and I've never even met him, any of them in in person, which is the funniest thing. Yeah. That's the miracle of the internet, isn't it? (laughs) It really is. Yeah. Guys that live hundreds of miles away or we're really close, but you know, we all like the same kind of stuff. We're, we're all into that, that kind of, um, geek culture you know pop culture sci-fi fantasy comic book stuff and and then we all love christmas so it just it really works out it's the <laughs> the merging of the world just kind of really works yeah. well I, i'm not surprised i've seen that for decades now online and and i'm sure you and i could go uh, a long way <laughs> in discussing sure, you know yeah. connections that we're making with people that we have not met and maybe won't even get a chance to meet although you might be right. surprised these some of these relationships and these friendships that you're striking up will lead to lifelong connections where you have to meet at some point. Uh, I think that's one of the beautiful things about Christmas online is that it doesn't matter where any of us are coming from spiritually or religiously or whatever we connect through Christmas, even something Mm -hmm. as weird and obscure as eighties Christmas can connect us, you know? And I, <laughs> that's what I, I, I love about, I mean, uh, we started our podcast, you know, 2010, we're in our 11th year. And so you know, back then there were only a few. And in the last oh, 
three, four, five years, it's just exploded. And to me, mm-hmm. it's just a, a continuation, a new avenue of connecting with people on, online through Christmas. And so, you know, to hear what you have to say about, you know, Todd and with Anthony and, you know, that entire group of, of folks that you've connected with, that, that doesn't surprise me in the least. You guys deserve each other is what I'm saying, you know, because you have that, you have that commonality of Christmas there that you share and yet you all have your own little um, specialty within it. And I think that's mm-hmm. what's great about the podcast. And this is why I think we want to do more to connect people to different podcasts because it's right. not a creation in the sense that you're making a movie yourself but you are projecting yourself. You are putting yourself out there and you're creating a Christmas connection that is going to be important to people in ways that you might not know. You know, have you had anybody out there who's listened to you contact you and say, Hey dude, you changed my life or, you know, whatever. Uh, So I haven't had anyone say I've changed their life, but I have had a few people reach out and say how much they've enjoyed the show and to keep doing what I'm doing uh, because it's bringing them, it reminds them of when they were little. Uh, And so, I mean, and that's really my biggest thing. I can go over facts. I can, you know, go over all sorts of data and, and I love, I love those podcasts that do. They're amazing, but I'm not really that kind of guy. I'm more about like, I want to feel how I felt when I was, you know, five years old and I rushed down to the tree and saw the presence under and just was yeah. just amazed at and, and just enthralled with the whole magic and wonder of Christmas. And so if I can bring even just that tiniest bit back, I mean, I think it's worth it. So uh, I have been approached by a couple of people that, that uh, online, you know, they've messaged me through my Facebook or uh, well, I think one of them was on Twitter, but yes. And, and it did feel really good knowing that I, Hey, that's kind of cool. I kind of help someone relive yeah. the glory of their Christmas days. If people are out there looking for totally rad Christmas, where are they going to find it? How do they get to it? Sure. Well, I'm available everywhere. Their um, their podcasts are available, but I, I have a Facebook page, totally rad. You know, totally rad Christmas. I'm also on Instagram. I'm at Twitter at Rad Christmas, and um, I have a website. I haven't done anything with it yet, but Tom Crow from Tiza Podcast is actually building it for me, and it should be available in about a week or two. Um, but yeah, to listen to it, you can go anywhere you you like to listen to podcasts. I am a fan of Stitcher myself, but if you want to listen to it on Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts or any of those places, Amazon, you can. And of course, now Facebook has their Facebook podcast as well. So if you're on that, you can just download it straight. Forward. Christmas podcast dwells a lot on pop culture. While our own podcast is centered on Christmas history and the stories of the stuff of Christmas, the influence of music, television, and movies is clearly a favorite topic in podcasting for both Christmas fans and Christmas podcasters. No matter what era you call your own, Christmas television is no doubt a part of it. And that just happens to be the love of Mike Westfall and the Advent Calendar House podcast. Here is our conversation. What is it that you guys do? Uh, well, the tagline that I like to use and I borrow from a show called Muppet Vision 3D that is over down the street at Disney's Hollywood Studios. I live in Central Florida. 
Uh, I call it the salute to all holiday specials, but mostly the Christmas ones. Okay. And it's just really a celebration of all of the TV Christmas and holiday and other specials that I had on these volumes of tapes that my parents would tape off the TV. And it's something that's always been a part of my Christmas tradition and always been a part of my life, just watching these over and over again. And I have a real love for these. And when YouTube started to get big and people started uploading these, I kind of rediscovered a lot of stuff that I hadn't seen in years. And it it brought me so much joy. And then... I want to say in 2016, I was invited on a friend's podcast, and I got that bug. And I'm like, I, if there was a part of me that I didn't know existed, just kind of woke up then. It's like, all right, I want to do something. What can I do? Okay. Uh, and when Christmas rolled around, I'm like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a podcast about TV Christmas specials. If you said your folks uh, put this stuff on tape, I, did you find something you can actually play those those episodes on? Uh no, but uh, my 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 mom was generous enough. A few years back, she ripped a few of those tapes onto a DVD. She, uh, her brother, my uncle, has a VHS to DVD transfer machine. I'm not really sure how that works. I haven't seen it do its job, but uh, she gifted me two DVDs full of taped Christmas specials that she had. So that was a very nice gift. So. That I can watch, and I don't know how some of these people are, are putting what they can, digitizing it uh, up on YouTube or wherever or wherever they can legally or or not so legally. Yeah, yeah. Do you find that you've got in your own collection stuff that you can't get commercially? Uh, yeah, there's this one thing on, on this DVD that I have. It's sponsored by, I think, uh, Bell Telephone which is where my dad worked for years and years. And in 1950, they did this TV special where it was all marionette puppets doing the night before Christmas. And there was this introduction where they had an actor playing Clement Moore, talking to his wife and writing this poem. It's fascinating. And then the other half of this is a marionette puppet show of the nativity. And I don't think that's commercially available anywhere, yeah. but my dad had this copy because he worked for Bell Telephone. So if, if folks are out there listening to you and you're sharing stuff like this, how do they interact with you? How do they get hold of you? How do they comment on the stuff that you're sharing? Uh, mostly I hang out on Twitter. Uh, my handle is Advent Calhouse, or my personal handle is Fall West Mike, and I advertise that at the end of every episode. Uh, I also started a Facebook account this year, so you can get in touch with me on Facebook, Advent Calendar House. I'm on Instagram, but I, I don't do much there, to be honest. But that's pretty much where I hang out online. Who's your typical listener? Who Who is going to you know, stumble upon Advent Calendar House and say, I got to listen to this guy? It seems to be a lot of people my age, but it swings on either side of that. There are my parents listen and love it and tell their friends what I do, which I find very heartening and and there are some very younger listeners uh my friend says he listens to the show in the car with his kids and they enjoy uh, a lot of the episodes of things that they know that he shared with his kids so mike thanks for taking the time to talk with us about it uh what's the best way for folks to connect with your podcast Uh, well you can find the advent calendar house conveniently at adventcalendar.house uh and it's you know how to subscribe to a podcast you can go there and you can pick your favorite 
podcast machine and subscribe to it. The giant elephant in the room that is hard for many Christmas podcasters to talk much about is Christmas music, and that's because we cannot play a lot of Christmas music on podcasts. But we found a great source for Christmas music in the form of a podcast in an old friend, known to us as The Sounds of Christmas. Ken Kessler, who has operated The Sounds of Christmas radio station for the past 15 years, was just recognized as the best new Christmas podcast in the best of Christmas podcasts at My Merry Christmas. This discussion with Ken explores both his new podcast and the seasoned radio stream that he has poured so much time, effort, and energy into the past 15 years. Here is our conversation. I kind of find it ironic that the sounds of Christmas is being associated with something new <laughs> because you've right. been around for so long, you know? Right. I mean, I've known sounds of Christmas online. I mean, you're, you're one of the old guys like me, you know, you've been doing this a long, long time for as long as I can remember sounds of Christmas has been there, but the podcast part of this is all new. Yeah. The sounds of Christmas station started, uh, this was our 15th year. The, uh, podcast started this past January. Yeah. So what, what made you want to jump on the podcast bandwagon now? Well, every year I, um, I have a small number of singers and musicians and bands that advertise on the radio station. It's not a lot of money and it's really to help them promote themselves and their music. It's stuff that I think is really good and I want to help them and, and help other people find them. And I have a lot of conversations with these guys. And I think that, I think anyway, that sometimes it's really interesting talking to them, talking to other people who love Christmas music and who are creating it. And I thought, you know, maybe there are other people besides just me that would be interested in this kind of thing. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to figure out how to do this and I'm going to sort of dip my toes in and see what happens. And it seems like we go through the same routine every year where we hear about the, you know, Kelly Clarkson's and the John Legends and, you know, they get all of the, they suck up all of the air about Christmas music. And then we don't hear about all this other great stuff. I mean, last year during the pandemic, I just saw a flood of new material that came out from folks who are lesser known, but they were really putting out quality stuff. And where else are they going to hear that than from someone like Sounds of Christmas? You know, I, I just think it's a huge contribution. That's really what I wanted to do with the Sounds of Christmas from the beginning. I'm, I'm an old radio guy, and um, 20, 30 years ago, maybe more, radio stations started to do, traditional radio stations started to do the thing where they went all Christmas um, after Thanksgiving, a couple of them maybe before, and I got really excited about it at first, and then you tune in, and it is the same stuff over and over yeah. and over. I like Mariah Carey, but she had more than one Christmas song, yeah. and I don't need to hear that every hour, and there's so much. Elizabeth Chan, who is a, a relatively new Christmas music person, 
she puts out new Christmas music every year and has for many years in a row right now. And she was very excited a few years ago when this radio station in New York City had picked one of her songs as one of five new songs that year that they were going to be playing. And that's really cool for her. But I heard that and I thought, how can they only be adding five new songs yeah. this year? Yeah. That, that, that boggles me. I, I think last year I added, uh, I don't know, it was well over a hundred new Christmas songs, probably more than that. There's usually about a thousand of them that come across my desk every year. And some of them are new artists and it sounds like they did it in their garage and not in a right. good way. And I don't care. If it's Michael Bublé or Michael Stevenson from down the street, I, I don't care. If it's a good Christmas song, if I think people are going to like it, if I like it, that's that's good enough to be on there. And there's also a better chance that I would be able to reach out to Michael Stevenson down the street and get him to come on the podcast than I'd be able to get Michael Bublé to come on. If you are Michael Stevenson down the street, how do they get hold of Ken at Sounds of Christmas? Well, I'm, I'm on social media, SOC Music on Facebook and Twitter. And there's a tab on our website at soundsofchristmas.com, attention singers and bands. And you click on that and it tells you how to get in touch with me. Um, if you have new music that you want to promote, if you want to promote it, I mean, everybody who contacts me, I don't hit them up for advertising money, but right. if you have new music and you want to get it to me, that's a great way to reach out. Somebody contacted me on Twitter last night. Um, I think they were called Dreamcaster Symphony. Right. And I had remembered hearing the name, but I hear a lot of band names. So I had to look it up. And I do. And, and five or six years ago, I did have their version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas that we played. And there's probably others. I didn't go back through my library and see, but that one I remembered. And they told me they had new stuff since then and sent me a link. And it's really, it's that simple, and I'll go check it out. What is the best way for folks to both access the podcast and your stream? The best way is has, has got to be the website, soundsofchristmas.com. There's uh, our cartoon Christmas tree on the front page. You can click that, and a little player pops up. So there's two options on the front page, and there's a Listen Now page. There's also a podcast page, and all of our podcasts are there. And there's also links there to all of the podcast websites that I know of that, that carry the Sounds of Christmas podcast. So there's, there's Spotify and Apple and, and Google and on and on and on. There's a good chance that if you listen to podcasts, whatever site you use probably has it. You just do a search for Sounds of Christmas yeah. and you'll see our little cartoon tree. What's the unknown Christmas music this year that you've stumbled upon that you think everybody needs to know about? I just got in my email today that Billy Idol has a new Christmas song out. I mean, he's not really unknown. Um, I think that this is like a deluxe version of his Christmas album from 10 or 15 years ago. And there's a new song on it on Christmas. I think it's called On Christmas Day. So that will be interesting to see how that shakes out. As new stuff, um, there's a guy named Luke McMaster. He's done lots of I'd say blue-eyed soul, but I'm not sure if he has blue eyes, but that kind of thing. A lot of <laughs> R&B covers and stuff. And he yeah. did a, a he's done a lot of Christmas music. He had a great Christmas album last year and right. he's done a a really cool different 
cover of Last Christmas that just came out. And it's just a single. It's not attached to anything else. So I think that's something that's 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 kind of cool and and that's new i would guess the sounds of christmas are going to be pretty busy over the next few weeks oh yeah over the next couple of days especially as we get ready um we we launch at the beginning of november and it's all all the new stuff mixed in with all the thousands of songs that we already had so it's a delicate balance and it's going to be yeah it's going to be very busy join us at the merry forums of mymerrychristmas.com where you can access years of conversation about every aspect of Christmas from a year-round community of Christmas lovers of all types, including Christmas podcasters. And we remind you, if you are an artist, a writer, a singer, a band, or even a Christmas podcaster with your own brand of Christmas to share, please don't hesitate to contact me via email at jeff at mymerrychristmas.com or better yet, just join the Merry Forums. It's free. And tell us all about it. For all of us at the Merry Forums, this is Jeff Westover of MyMerryChristmas.com wishing you and yours a very Merry Christmas. 